And we are live and with a very special guest. I mean, we could probably just spend an hour listing the accomplishments, Greg. The accolades. You, yeah, throw out some accolades, but the, I need the biggest introduction possible here for one of our uh, just esteemed bros. Yes, man. The distinguished in, in yes. every sense of the word, man. But, you know, Vinny G is uh, a guy who's been a, a personal role model for me. And I would say for just about every dude who's lifted weight seriously on the East Coast for, for quite some time. Um, and I know coming up in the game as a teenager and in my 20s, Vin uh, was one of those guys who uh, everybody looked to uh, as a role model because he was tangible. And I always say, like, there was a layer of that, right, in the world before social media where it was like, you know, there were magazines. So you could get magazines and see magazines, but the magazines almost had like a layer of them, like almost like comic books, where it was like, all right, here are the here are the dudes, and then here's Arnold, who's almost like a mythical creature, and then all these, you know, uh, modern guys, you know, even in the '90s. But you looked at them in the magazines, and they seem like they were all from California or from Europe or whatever, and they just weren't tangible. But then you see a guy like Vinny G, and you're like, yo, this guy is like, he's in the magazines, he's you know, uh, world renowned and accomplished in his field but he's from the same state I live in. How's that possible? Right. <laughs> um, so I've always kind of seen him uh, through that lens. And then the idea that, you know, uh, when we started our brand, I've known him for a long time since long before G code, but uh, when we, um, and we worked together uh, many times prior, but uh, when we started our brand and the fact that he came aboard, uh, it's always been like a personal honor to me. Um, and I know you share that sentiment, Sco. Uh, so like uh, the idea that uh, he's kind of been a part of this and, and, we've been a part of his renaissance uh in a certain way too right like we've been we've witness been, to it for sure we I have mean, been. like we have it's, been. it's all vinny you know <laughs> oh it's all vinny but uh it's been awesome to uh just follow along and, and have like a front row seat for well i mean we're still we're we gotta let vinny talk but you know uh it's been quite a ride so vin like you it has and what i was saying about, just yeah what i was saying though, was just that the timing of his renaissance coincidentally enough was Absolutely. at the same time it was in this era of, of G code and the thought that we could be uh witness to it and and a part of it in any small way like has been amazing to me and, and just like cool. such an honor. I appreciate that. So Vinny, you have you have big news. Uh you know, a lot of the people who are really tapped into the world of bodybuilding already know that stuff, but uh the rest of the world doesn't. So um because it just happened so recently, tell us tell us the big news uh in your life from a competitive standpoint. Yeah, so uh well thank you for all of that, first of all. Um, yeah, so yesterday I found out uh, that this journey you're talking about was paid off. I'm, I've gotten invited to the 2023 Masters Olympia, which will be held in Cluj, Romania on August 26th. Amazing, man. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, I'm still in shock. And um, I got to tell you, yesterday was an emotional day. I, I you know, I, I'm, I'm a... Uh, I'm over, oh yeah, overwhelmed and like elated, and I got all these emotions, and um, that just, you know, back in 2017 when you guys started and I was starting to compete again, uh, you know, never in my wildest dreams that I think we we're going to do this along the same kind of path in a sense. So, um, you know, I decided to compete in the 2017 masters Baltimore pro. And I took, you know, I took dead last. And, um, I said, well, let me try this again. <laughs> I did it in 2018 and I took dead last and, um, thank God the masters Olympia wasn't coming back in 2019 because I would never have gotten an invite. So, you know, over the last now six years, six years. Yeah. Um, I put it together. Uh, you know, Greg and I talked many times about different training styles. Uh, I think one of the first ones we talked about was positions of flexion. And we were up in that store in, uh, in Boone. It was a Boone, New Jersey, right? I yeah. think it was, um, yeah. yeah, we were up there. We were yeah. talking about it. And you, you were talking about how uh, this uh, basketball coach was talking to you. I yeah, said, gymnastics, give it a gymnastics coach. Yeah, gymnastics yeah, yeah. Coach, okay. yeah. yeah. yeah yep. so, you know, I, I never in, in, in my... Uh, first part of my career years ago um things just came easy i never had to really dive into a certain style of training but you know i'm coming back from 14 
anchors in my strap, both shoulders. I tore both rotator cuffs. So I have nine on my right shoulder and I have five on my left. So I thought, well, it can't hurt to try something different. And the short period of time I had in powerlifting that I uh, learned from Andre and Eric, um, all of that was like fused together to formulate this hybrid workout in a sense to just get me back one foot, one foot in front of the other foot, you know, moving forward. Yep. Um, and, you know, now I have uh, eight wins in eight different age groups. Um, and now I get the news that I'm invited to the Olympia and I'm just like, whoa, this is, this is like surreal. This is cool. All that hard work. You know, but we don't, before that, um, I think you guys know, like, um, I, and you two guys can get this because you're family oriented and, you know, and you, you get it. So, and I know a lot of the listeners and our fan base uh, with G-Code get this. Um, my niece, Christy, uh, was battling cancer um, from, so my niece had a heart transplant in 1986. She's six years younger, younger than me. And fast forward, one of the medications finally caught up with her. And uh, it was called cyclosporin. And that medication caused her to develop cancer, uh, melanoma. Um, that, but that was after 32 years of being on the medication. So it wasn't like a short thing. Um, so she was 41, I think. And um, she battled cancer and I watched her. And, you know, when you hear people say, I battled cancer, you know, I never got the concept of the battle, the word battle. So yeah. when I watched it, it literally happened in front of me. Um, it didn't. It, it triggered something in me that I had unfinished business with life and just, just move forward. And so let me give this competing thing a try again. And when I failed the first time, well, I shouldn't say failed. It was a learning curve. Um, I just thought, well, Christy didn't give up. She battled this whole last 18 months and, you know, she lost her life um, at the end of, yeah, like a, in, in November of 17. And, um, and I competed in October. So we moving forward uh, to the next show. I just kept thinking of her and that was my inspiration to do this. And um, when I took dead last again in 18, um, I had quite a, quite a, a quite, quite mm -hmm. a, a lot of people who were trying to talk me out of competing again. Um, I went to coaches, co uh, I don't, I don't want to mention her names, um, but three, three coaches and one plain, plain and simple just said, I don't want to work with you. You're on a losing streak. And I'm like, I just, I just, I just need to find myself again, man. Just, you know, don't push me away like that. I know I could do this. And a lot of people thought I was nuts. Um, one coach told me my better days were behind me and ended right now. People will forget about these two years and they'll only talk about what you did in the past. I'm like, nah, I, I can't walk away like that. Um, and then one coach told me he was, uh, he was, he was retiring and um, I, I knew better than that. And so it was, it was, it was, it, as you can imagine, it created an enormous chip on my shoulder. Uh, and I just had that motivation and drive for the Pittsburgh, ma the Masters Pittsburgh Pro in um, 2019. And ironically, each of those coaches had people in that show and um, I destroyed all three of them. <laughs> so the beautiful thing. Um, yeah, it was great. And all three coaches, I mean, they could have been like, hey, Ben, congratulations. They ignored me. They were, I think they were embarrassed. Um, they didn't expect me to, you know, to put that together. And then I heard a lot of uh, rumors, not, I guess, gossip. Uh, he's one and done. That was just a fluke thing. And then I came back in Baltimore because I had to go back there. Um, and I won the 50, the 40, and the 35. And um, it's, been, it's been cool, you know, been cool. Got in total eight wins. And I actually say seven because uh, last year I did the Tampa and I was the only one that showed up. So I won. <laughs> hey, man, but you've been showing up big time at every event. So pretty inspiring, pretty awesome. I mean, it's, it's a testament to like to resilience, right? And the thought that like, there are so many opportunities 
not to cut you off, Scott. Nice. So many opportunities where you could have talked yourself into stepping away, right? And like, oh, I had those talks with myself, of course. And and you know, like a, a a statement, something that I always like tell myself, right, is that like anyone who's ever made it in anything, made it, however you want to define that, right, reach like a an unusual, extraordinary level of success in whatever field, right? They got to a point, right, where they didn't give up. Right. And yep. and the, the next layer to that is that they didn't give up when no one would have blamed them if they did. Right. Yep. Like if you had stopped competing, not me, not Sco, not anybody who knows bodybuilding would have said, oh, Ben's a quitter. What's what's he doing? They, what a waste. Right. Nobody would have said that. They would have said, oh, man, he had a, a distinguished career. He had a good run. Right. Good for him. He tried. He came back and he tried. Good for him. Right. And no one would have blamed you at all if you hung no. up, right? But you decided you weren't done. And like, just because you made that decision, look where you are right now. Like, yeah. man, like. What a sin know, it would have been. Right. If you had listened, you know, listened to that voice, you know. It wasn't only just about um, putting myself back together as a bodybuilder. I wanted to actually put myself back together as a person. And yeah. I didn't like. Um, I didn't like a lot of things I was doing back in the day. Um, how, and I just was really, I had like, as they say today, I, I had my own woke. <laughs> I, I was awake and I, I, I started to realize how I was treating people. And, um, and one of the first things I started doing was actually going to people that I thought I might've had a, a, a bruised relationship with and um, made phone calls if and and a lot a lot of a lot of the people that I, I spoke to um, accepted my apology or ex accepted my um, my handshake or the phone call and, and we worked things out and a lot of us a lot of guys were like dude we were so young and stupid you know we were on a path that led us to have egos and things like that right so but one or two stood out that you know, made it clear they wanted nothing to do with me and they're miserable people still today. So I, I didn't, I didn't want to go down that path. And I said, you know, I got to change everything about me. I got to do everything different. And, um, you know, I, I said to my wife, I said, I'm going to do this. I'm doing it different. I want to be a better person. I want to be a better bodybuilder. If I lose, I want to handle it better. If I win, I want to handle it better. And, um, I just, uh, you know, took one step at a time and, um, and, and looking at the sport today, how do I make this work when I don't know the sport today in a sense, right? So there's, there's no photographers I can call that that world is different today. It doesn't exist like it did when I was in the, in the nineties and early two thousands. So there were no photo shoots to be had. Um, there, there was, no, unless I paid for it and I wasn't in a position to do that. Um, then I started using social media and so I'm thinking about, you know, I think I told you, Greg, like a long time, I want to do a podcast. I didn't know what to do. And then finally I made uh, master's muscle and we do it every Wednesday night. I do it through um, um, a buddy of mine, Sean, he's, he has subs talk radio. And I said, Sean, I have no idea how to do this. Can we do my podcast through subs talk radio? And that's no brainer for me because I don't know the logistics of all this stuff. And, you know, I was like, well, I can get the guest. So last night we had uh, Chris Faldo on. So it was pretty cool from back in the day. And we had Tom Terwilliger last week and um, a lot of guys and, and females. Women have amazing stories. Um, and now a lot of the athletes who are going into the Masters Olympia, they've been reaching out because um, these people have some great stories. They've been yeah. around just as long as I have, but had did not have the success that I had as an amateur and then came back later in life in their late forties and fifties and they're having success. Um, so it's pretty cool seeing these people who didn't crack the, the top 10 or top 15 in the nationals back in the nineties. Now they're doing great in the masters. And um, my, my podcast is given, is going to give them some life to tell their story. So it's going to be pretty cool. Awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's uh, definitely people need to check that out. Every time I talk to you over the years, get a chance to talk to you for five minutes, you say something that sticks in my mind 
and it's like months later and I'm working out. It could be, you know, I've been dealing with a shoulder thing recently. So I've been trying to work out the healthy shoulder, remembering you years ago talking about the, the healthy shoulder communicating with the injured shoulder yep. to tell it you're not done here. We have more work to do, like to heal. So there, there's always a nugget every time I talk to you and I incorporate it in something I'm doing. But what I love about what you've been up to and your journey is kind of, you know, I think there are lessons that everyone can take from it, no matter what level or what sport or discipline that they're focused on. And it's kind of like this relentless self-exploration. You know, like you, 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 hit, a, you hit a dead end, you know, like you backtrack a step, you go in another direction, like trying to get out of the maze of the self, right? You bump up against a limitation. Well, maybe I do things differently. There's another way to push myself, right? There's other buttons to push. And I think everybody from like my very amateur level of, you know, athletics at this point, um, but as you progress in life, the key is to try to kind of find new ways to challenge yourself, find new directions to go in and just seeing you do it in practice, man, and the success, even regardless of the success, but especially with the success, it's been awe-inspiring, man, just to see. So I feel like anybody can take those lessons from just kind of listening to you talk and studying your arc here and the way that it's gone. And, the you know, like you are saying, like you were out and then you're back in and you had a failure and then success. And, and I actually don't even know offhand. Vinny, how old are you right now? My birthday was last week. I just turned 56. 56. Happy birthday. Mine was last week, too. I, I how about that? Yeah. Uh, the 21st. I was the 18th. All right. There you go. Taurus, right? There we go. No, I'm yeah. still. Oh, you're just out of the cutoffs. Oh, wow. Cut, yeah. All right. And I knew you were a little sus. I knew there was nothing. <laughs> well, but I uh, know. No, but I yeah. mean, like, I, I really think, like, anyone on any level, um, just the idea to, like, keep pushing that exploration. And keep exploring the avenues and going down the alley in yourself and, you know, and pushing yourself, uh, finding new ways when you bump up against like some resistance. I know like just watching you, like the way that you've trained, the way you've changed your workouts, how you've um, how, you know, you change uh, how heavy you're going and, and the way that you've kind of like tricked your body and worked around things over the years has been insane and really just throws water on excuses that pay people make too yeah. you know like i'm always reminding myself i'm sitting here like oh man i got this shoulder thing and i'm thinking of your 14 pins and i'm like well no excuse like yeah. there's got to be a way around this you know and well, you know, proof of that when i when i first started to put it together and I, I would be putting a video up on instagram or facebook it was it was kind of like this we're going back six years ago five years ago and, and I, I can't tell you how angry I made people when I would say something like, um, well, I'm this age now and I got to do it this way. And people were like, age is just a number. Vinny, get this through your head. You can still do this. And, and, and they're, they're the, they're the, the uh, Monday, Monday, mor Monday morning quarterback kind of thing. You know, like you could do this. And I'm like, no, guys, you don't understand the path I'm on. I'm trying to squat 315, but I can't. And the right. reason why I can't is this, and I just had to figure out ways how to do things. And it was really bizarre and how people were getting really angry and pissed off <laughs> at the, 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 my, how I was worrying it. Like, you know, listen, I'm older, but I'm figuring out a new way to do this. And people, right. I think because people who haven't had success or had success and they're at a spot where they want, they're in a comfortable spot and they don't want to see a solution. Right. You know? Yeah. That's what I could, I, that's the only thing I could think of. They, they didn't want to have somebody figuring it out. And it was annoying a lot of people that I actually figured it out. And I would say, I'm training this way. Oh, you shouldn't train that way. Well, I just told you, I can't do this, but look at, look at, how much progress I'm making. Oh, it's, right. it's, and then I'll get people saying, Oh, you're on a ton of steroids. You're on a ton of drugs. I'm like, no, I'm not. You guys just got it all twisted. I'm just changing everything that I do um, to stimulate muscle growth. Cause when we were younger, you could pick up a 50 pound dumbbell and get a pump. Now I, I, it takes me seven sets to get the 50 pounds. 
And, and yeah, I could be looking over at another young dude who's 30, 30 years younger than me training and it'll inspire me, but I go, I got to stay in my own lane. I got to train the way I train. I'm not here for ego anymore. I'm not here to be Vinnie Galanti. I'm not here to tell people, who, you know, I, where I work, half the people didn't even know I was on the level I was on until I made the announcement and my gym posted it on their site on Instagram. And people were coming up to me all last night and today. I never knew you did that. And now my, you know, my Instagram blew up this morning with new followers and people are like, why don't you talk about it? You see so-and-so posing and you see yeah. that one's over there in a tank top flexing and they're going into shows and they're talking about it. I'm like, I don't need to. I, I'm so glad that you found out the way you found out and didn't find out that me, I had to brag about it. So yeah. that's another way I wanted to do it differently too, you know? Awesome, I mean, it's, man. A, it's a constant. Uh, the thing then that, that I find most inspiring, right, is the fact that like there's so much independent thinking and confidence that it takes to do that, right? To say, no, no, like I'm going to do this my way. I'm going to figure this out, right? Um, and also just the idea that you're 56, and I don't think it's like a stretch to say that, like, because you're talking about personal development a lot too, the stuff that had nothing to do with bodybuilding, right? Like, right. it's not a stretch to say that in, in a lot of ways, like, you're at your best right now, right? Like a competitive peak maybe, right? Like, and and in the process of becoming a better person, kind of more comfortable with who you are and try that examination and trying to evolve and be better and make better choices. Mindfulness, which is a word you hear a lot, like, and that's at 56, right? And like, I always say like, I, that, I know Skosa heard me say this a million times, like that we have friends who've been old since we were young. I know right? you mean. Right? Who like yeah. kind of their worldview has been stuck and they peaked at a certain in their heads, at least in their minds, as they see themselves, they peaked at a certain age. And it was all kind of that's the way it is. And it's downhill from here. And like, you know, we're talking people when they were well, relatively speaking, young people, right? And like, you know, uh, for a guy like me to see a guy like you and to, you know, realize that there was so much effort and self-examination and those you know internal dialogues that you had about just const constantly not allowing yourself to settle and to that you had unfinished business and that you could continue to improve over all these years and facing setbacks yes. and overcoming them man like that's what it's all about right like the fact that that you're 56 and you're you're just kind of getting better right like you're just I'm getting trying. better I'm yeah trying. Yeah, yeah, and listen, I I, uh, I Googled, I looked at all the guys I'm going to be competing against. I'm going to, I'm going to be against some monsters. Sure. And I mean, um, they're looking, they were looking you up too. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but I know I know I know what I'm up against, and um, you know, I, I'm I, and and here's for the record, I'm not going to the Masters Olympia, thinking of a placing. I'm not going to the Masters Olympia, like to beat anyone. One, I truly, well, let me back up. Yeah. If the Masters Olympia didn't happen this year, I was never going to compete again. Okay. I'm so content and happy with what I've accomplished that, you know, there aren't many more shows that I can go after with, with enthusiasm, with hunger and drive and to prove that I deserve that. Right. Right. Um, I needed something like the Masters Olympia to give me some fuel again, something a higher magnitude, a higher level. Um, but I am at the point, like, I'm not tired. I'm very fresh. I'm very energetic. I'm very, um, I'm ready to train for this. If it didn't happen, I was ready to go into another direction um, with bodybuilding. I don't know what that would be, maybe promoting um, how, how judging at the shows or something like that. I, I wanted to be, right. I, I still want to stay involved. Um, but I was, I was okay to walk away, literally walk away. And I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I feel I, I'm blessed. I'm, I'm humbled by all the experiences and I'm good. But now that I have the masters Olympia, um, you know, uh, I already have music picked out. I already have um, an Airbnb set up in Romania. I did that a couple of months ago. I'm like, I'm putting all the chips together. If I get invited, I'm ready. 
I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to attack this thing. Um, and I'm just going to focus on staying in my own lane, being the best I can be, having all of my mandatory poses and my posing routine mint. I want to, I want this to be the best I've ever presented. Um, uh, you know, and uh, you don't know if it actually is going to come to fruition, but um, I'm going to do my damn best to bring a, a great package and I'll be the uh, kind of like the Lee Labrata of the, of the uh, Olympia, you know, smaller guy. Um, I know my strength and my, I know my weaknesses. So I, I know that um, I know what stands out in my physique and I'm going to play that to my best ability. And I know what my weaknesses are. I'm, I'm going to try to hide them. And um, it's going to be an honor to stand next to these monsters. Um, at least there's, there's about seven guys who are just enormous. And it's going to be fun to uh, mix it up on stage with them. Oh, can't wait to see, man. and rooting for you all the way. Uh, just to ask, I mean, as a guy who's been in this for a while and put yourself through the ringer, right? Like, you, you name it, you've tried it. You've tried it again. Uh, and you, we always talk about, like, consistency. I'm sure you'd say there have been peaks and valleys, but you've been consistently around weights and moving those weights and, and pushing your body to its limits for decades. And, but you're talking about how fresh you feel and how energetic you feel. Uh, walk us through like a day in the life of Vinny in terms of, you know, recovery and supplements and diet and stuff like that that keeps you feeling as good as you're feeling right now. So um, there's something that I applied going back four years, I think right after Masters Pittsburgh Pro. Um, I don't remember who I spoke to. It could have been Guy Cisternino. I don't, I think it was Guy. But shortly after that, um, some, I think he was telling me how he learned from the bigger guys, the bigger names in the sport, to take a certain time off after a contest and not to um, worry about what happens in that time frame. Relax, eat good, but just don't train. Let your joints heal. Let your body recover. And that was a hard thing to do because now I was like amped up. I want to keep training. So after each contest that I've done, I've made it a habit to um, train the week after the show, maybe 10 days. And then, cause I, I love that rebound effect and how, you, how big you feel and everything. I love that. Um, so I don't like missing that. And that's all from my head. Right. So then I go for three weeks I don't even walk into the gym. I don't even touch a weight. I just let everything heal. And in those three weeks, I get at least, um, I have a, a, a stretching specialist, this guy, Nick, who works on me. And this girl, Melissa, who it's uh, extremely deep tissue, stretching, cupping, all that stuff. And um, I got into a routine that every, without fail, Every ninth week, I'm not in the gym. I just follow a cycle of just don't don't go to the gym, and I, I think that's helped my recovery and my mental freshness. Um, this past year, last year, I didn't do that. I completely got off track. Um, so what happened was, uh, for like six months, I, I didn't take a, a week off. Like I, I didn't do anything like that. Mm. This this woman comes up to me right after the masters pit Baltimore pro and she's connected to the sport, but I didn't realize how much she wasn't connected. And I, and I thought her word like was, you know, etching like yeah. what she just said to me, I got to do. So she came up to me, she goes, you're going to do the world next year. Right. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm in my head. I'm already thinking one, I don't know if I want to compete. I'm, I'm really burnt out. I put yeah. a lot into the last two years. And I was thinking I might take the year off or I'm not going to compete until October at the Legion. And that would have been last year. And um, the, 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 my, I dropped my guard and I was like, shit, I, sh I should do the world. And I, and I was, I was pushing through like, uh, like I was tired and I didn't want to, I didn't want to train. And then at the same time, I snapped my middle right hand, my finger uh, back on a door and I broke the mm. knuckle and I was training through that. So I was tired. And I think last, last year was my, my, the worst package I brought so far. It was good. It was decent. 
Um, I ended up winning. Um, well, I won the Tampa because I was the only one in it. But then I went to the Hurricane Pro, um, the Masters Hurricane Pro, and I won the 50 and I took second in the 40. And, and I was good for that. I was good. And But then I just started all over again. Right, right after Tampa, I was a week right. off, went to DR, trained. I, th I think I had like 12 weeks or something like that. And then after Daytona, I took a week off and I just been following that cycle. And um, I'm probably going to take for, uh, next week completely off from the gym. And then I'll be 16 weeks out from the Masters Olympia. Because, I, you know, I'm not I'm confident in in my in my game right now i'm confident and i'm not worrying i don't act like a, a lot of like back in the day i would ask too many people too many questions and try to get like the answers and now it's like i know what to do just do it and i know that taking one week off isn't going to hurt me it's just going to help everything heal up and I, I probably two weeks would help me better but i don't have the time frame to do that right now um i i took a week off or 10 days off maybe like um i think eight weeks ago so I'll take another one off now. And it was all part of the plan. I thought, okay, if I get invited, I, ha I have to take off the week of seven, 17 to 16 weeks, you know, that week, this, which is next week. Right. And take off. And um, uh, and I also, too, um, when I get body work done, there's a lot of times I, I won't train the day after I get some hard body work done because that's, that beats me up and I got to recover just from that. Yeah. So I've learned like to take a day off after that, to recover from that. And I've also learned, um, I also have another woman, an older, this older lady who does amazing massages and I'm snoring when she's doing it. It's like, I do two hours with her <laughs> and it like kind of resets my clock to just relax. Not, it's not a beat up kind of massage. Cause I, I think we're in an era where everyone thinks like we need to get, we need to get beat up all the time. You know, and to really recover, you gotta like okay, the cupping and the, um, the extreme deep tissue massage, it's it has its purpose, but then there's also I feel the the need to have a relaxing um, session where you have somebody who can just set your clock, reset you to relax you with a massage, you know. Because it, it it all it all goes hand in hand with recovery, and um, I, I incorporate that. Um, and also, the things that I learned in powerlifting, I kind of incorporate in my bodybuilding training now. In the sense of having a deload week, where I have a, a like peaks and valleys in my training. So I'll take a good anywhere between eight, ten, mostly eight weeks, and somewhere in the middle, I just go into the gym, and just you know hit weights for six to eight reps without not breaking a sweat, nothing crazy. Just nice and easy kind of going through the motions, but giving your body a rest. Yeah. Now I would never have done this 15 years ago. I would have been like, this is a waste of time. It's bullshit. Don't do this. But um, I've come to find that if it's just a, you know, a steady pace, keep plugging away, keep plugging away, keep plugging away. And then let's take a break. Keep plugging away, keep plugging away, keep plugging away, take a break. It, it's given me longevity now. Awesome. You know, Vin, it, it reminds me, because uh, speaking of longevity, right, it reminds me of uh, a guy who I think in different ways is kind of a mentor or inspiration for, for, for all of us, definitely for you and me, right, is, is Greg Long. Of course. And I remember Greg Long telling me, you know, this is years ago, and he's still, you know, going, going hard, going strong to this day. And I remember him telling me, um, and he's got to be in his seventies at this point. I remember him telling me that he took a week off every six weeks and that was mind blowing for me. Cause I'm so addicted to training. Um, yep. but I, 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 but, but I mean, the proof's in the pudding, right. And you're, you're saying it yourself right now, like how, how that, that extra time that you're wired to think is somehow going to set you back does the exact opposite. Correct. Yeah. 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 You have to come to a spot in your own self-confidence. Yeah. and not follow the trend and, and, and the norm and, you know, that what the next guy is doing, you know, I can't tell you how many times I would, you know, look for inspiration um, from the silliest things, you know, sure. You know, I, I when I came back from uh, 
competed in 17, competed in 18. And, and that weekend when I drove back from Baltimore, I, I, I'm a Cowboy fan. And I, I think they were playing when I was back up. I, I got that all wrong. So I was watching the, uh, the New England Patriots and they did like a little segment on Brady. Yeah. And it was like maybe like two minutes. And the whole thing was about what does he do to prepare for the season? And sure. it was all, all about the off season. Yep. And it was like this light bulb went off. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm an idiot. I haven't done really anything significant for the off season. I just went for my own normal, what we did in the nineties where it was, you know, I, I literally bought well, my version of bulking up um, my version of lifting heavy and, you know, did all of that. And like, all I'm doing is going into the gym to lift heavier and I'm not going in the gym. So I, I kind of like, this is the way I, I, that from that one segment, this is what I got. Yeah. I needed to go into the gym to create. If, if, if I was going to go train back and I needed front lat development more, well, that was the focus and then everything else. You know, I'm not going to go in and just deadlift and do rows and do seated rows and all that trap work. I got to go in for a purpose. And same thing with legs. So I'm not going to go try to squat a lot of weight and leg press a lot of weight. I started changing into doing a lot of Bulgarian split squats. Well, now my hamstrings hang and my glutes are different and Killer my quad exercise. sweep is different. Killer exercise. It's, it, it's, it's a bitch. And I got I mean, that can one. Done. Can be done with body weight too. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, totally can be done with body weight. I usually sometimes do it as a warm up before yep. a workout. Um, and I you got and, it from who? I'm sorry, I cut you off. Evan Santapani. Oh, sure. Yeah, I got it from him because I think when he tore his quad when he fell um, one winter, and when he was coming back, he started doing uh, Bulgarian split squats, and I'm like, well, if it's good enough for him, it's got to be good. So sure. I started incorporating those and. I just went into the gym with a focus of let's create. And then um, what's uh he's a big fan of ours. Uh, Ian um, can't remember his last name. He always comes to our events. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ian Hideki. Hideki. Yeah. Yeah. And we were talking at, um, at an event we had in Staten Island at uh, Paul's gym, Pump yeah. and Iron. Yeah. And, and we started talking and he's like, you, you, you're different. I said, yeah, well, I'm going to go into the show this year as with the mindset as I'm a light heavyweight. He's like, what do you mean? I said, well, my best ever was when I was 195 to 198 pounds and I'm really no different. I'm just a little bit bigger. So I'm going to train and diet as if there's an imaginary weight class of 198 and a quarter sure. pounds. Sure. So I want to be the best. I, Cause I started thinking like, okay, I always wanted to be the best light heavyweight then when I turned pro, I didn't, I was really uncomfortable. I was like, what do I do? Do I get bigger? And, and when I tried to get bigger, I just looked smaller, you know, the bigger and heavier I got on. And I, and I put that package together. Um, my shoulders look narrower. I look softer, but when I would come down and wait and diet hard and then that's a, you know, and that's a place, uh, when I say a place dieting to get that nineties look that everyone talks about that's an ugly place to go to. I mean, that's a, excuse my language. That's a mind fuck. When you get with, when you're messing with low carbs and high carb days and you're depleted and you get into the point where you're just like, you're miserable and hating life. And other people say that you shouldn't be that way. Well, everyone's complaining that no one looks the way they used to look and they're not coming in. You know, you don't see guys with that detail anymore. I, I wanted to come in with that detail and come in with that so now that i got a taste of it it's like oh this is really hard <laughs> this sucks <laughs> but i kept doing it i kept doing it um you know just changing my whole game plan to the point where it was making sense for me um and and i incorporated a lot of um uh a five by five program into my i i tweaked it cool. to work for cool. me sure i almost developed like a a five by five Dorian Yates hit intensity kind of thing where awesome. I just was like, okay, I want to lift heavier, but I only come from the school of reps. 
you know, 10 to 12, 15 reps. So how do I go heavier? How do I pack on more muscle? How do I do this at a later age? So what I started to do, and this is what I still do today, um, and it works, and it works for a lot of guys that I train. So let's say I'm going to do dumbbell bench press, and um, I'll pick up 50 pounds for five reps, 60 for five, 70 for five, and then my the the uh, last set could be 75 or 80 pounds. Well, I'm just making numbers up right now. Sure. And that number, that weight was something that would be a struggle at six or seven reps. Now I can go to failure at between 10 and 12 reps. And it's just one set. Yeah. But the other three, I guess it's called um, uh, feeder sets or acclimation sets, sure, whatever sure. you want to call it. I call them warm-up sets. Yeah. And um, I do that on almost every movement. Um, I, also, I also incorporate a lot of it because I have to find a sweet spot because I do have the anchors in my shoulders and I got to find a spot where I'm not, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to get hurt. So, um, do that on military presses. I do that on deadlifts, squats, um, probably could do. And then, and then when I get to say like, um, squats, which would be at the, now the end of the workout for me, I'm, I'm going to failure would say 275 or 315 for 10 or 11 reps. And that's literally failure for me. It's not, I can't do anymore. So it's only one set, but it balls out. I love it, man. It's, awesome. it's like with Matt, I always say with mastery comes efficiency, right? And the thought that like your workouts don't need to be for, for you, for me, whatever, right? You're Because you know your body at this point and how it reacts, right? Like your workouts don't need to be 40 sets, right? No. It doesn't need to be that, right? You can extract more from less, right? And then put that time into recovery. Um, you, you mentioned Brady. It makes me think of LeBron as well, right? And I, these guys who are kind of setting, um, stretching your prime out and, and making people reimagine what it is to age in your field and you're doing it as well, right? And the idea that you can still perform on a very high level as you age, but you have to account for it, right? In, in your lifestyle. And a question that you did, uh, something that you didn't mention, but that I've thought about and tried to focus more on, right, um, is sleep quality oh, um, and, and making sleep more of a priority uh, that no matter how much I'm getting, I'm trying to get the best quality sleep I possibly can. How much do you sleep in and do you sleep well at this point? And, and how important is that in your recovery? Yeah, I actually do sleep well. It's the first time in years I'm sleeping well. Um, my mind used to race too much. Sure. I, uh, I, uh, every day I got to get up at 4 a.m. because I got to be in work yeah. early with clients. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to sleep at nine o'clock sure. every day. And then um, I, I just, you know, I don't know. I just, if it's on my mind, I, I say it out loud. Right. I just talk about it. I just, it's like, you know, cause guys, we don't talk, right. Sure. Guys don't talk. And I just, I just came up with this, like, if it's on my mind. Let me talk about it for two seconds, have a conversation. And it's done. Right. But if I leave it in here, sure, you know, it's, it's somebody else is taking free rent up in my head, yeah, and, I, yeah, sure. and I, I don't like doing that. I don't like doing. It. I don't like it. I don't like any the chaos to control me. So I just let it go. Then what's uh what's your diet like? You know, like uh like let's say I I know that your diet's going to become much more sort of stringent um for sixteen weeks uh very soon. But like, what, what's your typical muscle building diet look like? Like, what do your so, meals look like? How many meals are you eating? Um, to go back just a little bit, yeah. when, when I started this again, I didn't have the appetite that I have, that, that I used to have. It, I, I, um, it just wasn't there. So I had to force it. And um, I just was, I was just eating anything in sight just to get food in me and, and get an appetite back. And then it all developed into the shows and everything. Now I'm, I'm back. But, um, I eat five times a day. I have uh, a lot of rice, a lot of potatoes, a lot of pasta. Um, I actually keep my protein like in weight, like when I measure it out around only five ounces. Cause I found for me that anything above five ounces of protein and like steak, chicken, um, turkey, it doesn't digest well with me. And now, okay, I'm a bodybuilder. I need to eat more. I got to eat more, but I have a stomach ache. That's okay. I can't go to the bathroom, <laughs> but that's okay. 
you're a bodybuilder. You got to keep pounding enough protein down. And then one day I was like, wait a minute, this is making absolutely no sense to me. And I just, one day I just picked five ounces, cooked it up, ate it. I didn't have stomach issues. I'm like, well, maybe I'm onto something. So, um, wait, hold on a second. I'm losing you. We got you, bro. We got you. Uh, in my back, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, my, my power was out. Oh, okay. Yeah, we got you. Bro. Um. Yeah. So I just, I just was like, I'm gonna eat five ounces, and that's maybe six ounces sometimes if I'm sure. really hungry. But I, I stick it around five ounces, and I had a talk with Jay Cutler a while back, and he agreed. You doesn't, and he's big, right? So he, when he sure. was competing, how I don't know how how heavy he was, and he didn't eat yeah. an exorbitant amount of protein either. Right. So um, I think that we, yeah, we need protein, but also, yeah, everybody's body is completely different. Um, right. I do well with white rice and red potatoes and uh, oatmeal. In the off season, I have a lot, I have fruit in my diet. I have um, blueberries in my oatmeal every morning, and I have four little pieces of pineapple every day in the morning. Um, I have a sweet tooth. Lee Haney style, pineapple. Lee Haney style, yeah, right. <laughs> and um, and then I didn't do it for that. I just did it because no, sure, I sure, of course. But whatever, I love um, pineapple too. But whatever, I, I I hear somebody eating, I'm like, oh, Lee Haney style. It makes me think, oh, pineapple's a bodybuilding food. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I do your typical refeed meals after leg day and back day. I usually have some sushi. Um, I can't lie, I like my pizza. I'm here in Jersey. We got some good pizza <laughs> places, and um, you know, uh. You said, you have a sweet tooth. you said you have a sweet tooth. I do. I do. Yeah, yeah. I like my chips ahoy. <laughs> I like Hell yeah. I like chocolate. I like yeah. um mom. I like you if it's if it's filled with sugar, give it to me. I'll eat it. I love, <laughs> I love candy. Um and I usually save that for um a Sunday night. I just do that. Um yeah. now so a long time ago, I read this article by Joe Weider, and he called it, um, uh, I think it was like how guys diet and they need a, some people need a transition phase. And it made so much sense to me because I am a horrible dieter. I'm not good at a, a contest prep. I hate it. I don't want to do it. And, but life is a lot easier for me when I say, okay, I'm, and this is going to go back to what you were saying, Sco, and you, you mentioned oh, you, what I said about being fresh. Mm -hmm. um, having the announcement for the oh, Masters Olympia now played with my head a little bit back in January, thinking I need to be ready by, by April to be right. full swing to start dieting. So here I am 18 weeks out and I'm, and I'm fresh. I'm ready. I don't need, I don't need to wait to 12 weeks out. Um, right. So from January to now, I've slowly cleaned my diet up. Three weeks ago, I went, was the first week I went without having a slice of pizza um, it, on the weekend. And then last, last two weeks ago, um, I ate pretty, I was like really clean. And then now I'm noticing like my abs are coming out. I get, I get honestly, I, I, don't, I don't know why at 56, I get in shape like I used to, I, my metabolism is still fast, which is cool. Um, and I, I already could tell like in the last few weeks, like I already lost it in my face. Uh, the goop came out and mentally I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a week off at, at week 17. I got to incorporate my cardio now. Cause I, cause the last two weeks I couldn't do cardio at all because I, um, uh, a couple weeks ago, my knee locked up. And I found, I found out that I had a, a, a loose body around my kneecap, around my knee. It got them. It wasn't fun. It yeah, hurt. no, I know. It's, I, it hurt. I have a couple of, no, a couple of people, my brother-in-law had the same thing. It's a bitch. Yeah. So I went to my orthopedic who did my shoulders, did x-ray, did an MRI. I have no injury, but I am bone on bone on my left mm. knee. So it was kind of like a blessing in disguise at the time frame I found out. So uh, Dr. Mack at Powerhouse in Saddlebrook, um, he took care of me. He gave me, um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly, uh, an injection of 
exosomes. It's like more potent than PRP. Okay. And now it's been um, 10 days and um, all the inflammation is out of my left knee. Awesome. And I could walk upstairs without hearing crunching in my knee. I didn't even know I had it, you know? Yeah. I didn't even know I was bone on bone. And, you know, people were saying, how are you walking upstairs? I'm like, I'm just walking upstairs. I don't know. I don't feel pain like the average person who doesn't train. And so I think guys who train, or women who train, um, have a different pain tolerance. You know, we're different. We're built different because we we, we look yeah. for pain, you know, in a, in a good way. And I, so when we're in pain, we don't really know we're in pain. Right. We adapt to it. Brush it off easier, blow it off. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, yeah. But my uh, diet, my diet's been starting. So you're kind of staggering it and pulling one thing off the table each week and, you know, sharpening it over time rather than like yeah. waking up one day and saying, okay, we're changing everything this morning. No, you're kind of on the diet. Right. Yeah. I, I think diet. a lot of people that don't necessarily have a, you know, an event coming up, but they wake up on January 2nd, you know, January 1st, they're like, all right, New Year's resolutions. I'm trying to get in shape. I'm only eating salad from now on. And, yeah. you know, I don't want Wrong fat first. or sugar. And right. then their body and their brain, after five or six days, they're like, I need a fix. You know, like, yep. then they feel terrible that they caved. And, it, and what you're saying, like, makes a lot more sense, ex- especially for the heights and extremes that you have to go to, like to gradually get into the water, you know, one, yeah, one no. step at a time. The, the Nobody likes eating clean food, like constantly. Nobody does. And if anybody says they do, they're lying. You have to have, you have to have something. Everybody has either some, some food you shouldn't eat that they, you enjoy to eat, right? It's, it's just enjoyable. Sure. And, I, and I, I think you, you need a reward every now and again, but then when you start training for the con- when I start training for the contest, I will purposely have one meal every Sunday until I'm about I don't know. Sometimes I can't even tell you because sometimes I've I've eaten like horrible all day Sunday mm. during a prep and led and and like went right into the show like that even the week before. And then there's been preps where I tightened it up and didn't have a cheat meal. So every prep is completely different. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen this time. I can't predict. Ben, I got, this is supposed to be an hour of power. So I got a couple real quick questions for you. One's a little bit kind of commercially. I don't want to be that guy, but what supplements are you using? What do you use on a regular, what do you use on a regular basis? So uh, obviously G code. um, I've incorporated uh, one other product into the mix, uh, which is called um, Humanafort. I've sure. put that in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've been using that, and that that's been a game changer with uh, recovery. But awesome. um, you know, um, the vice uh, has been a staple. Um, the aminos that you you got you guys have created a basically. A, a bunch of powders that you could just mix and it, it's like it, it it helps with my sweet tooth <laughs> so you know the triple x um pre-workout yeah yeah, yeah. that's what i call it triple x pre-workout yeah yep and um i didn't know until you guys told me that i was taking too much or two scoops, <laughs> doing two scoops i was like that's a lot that's 800 <laughs> milligrams of caffeine a day brother i cut it down i cut it down to one yeah i cut it down to one yeah. And um, after our conversation, you're like, all right, I did one yeah. and I was good. I'm like, all right, good. Then you then yeah. keep it. I didn't off. feel I didn't feel any drop off. Um, good, good, good. Um, I take your multivitamins. That's what I take. Yeah. Edge is good, man. Yep. Yep, edge is great. Um, and now we have King coming back in stock. We're very yes. excited about. Yeah. So yeah, he told me that. You had um, good experiences with King. Vic. I had, yeah, the original formula, yeah, yeah. Um, it's going to be, to be back and better than ever. It's coming back and it's going to be better than ever. And I'm going to, there's going to be a couple of bottles for you. I, I want you, when you, whenever it's the right time for you to utilize it in, in, in your protocol, you know, around the contest or after the contest or whatever, we, we're very much looking at your feedback on it. So the other thing that I do is I'll take like four scoops of the cookies and cream protein powder. Yep. Fuel for and milk I make, and cookies. Yep. Make it milk, milk cookies. 
yep. and I just make it to where it's goopy. And then I throw it in the fridge. I leave nice. it in the fridge. Nice. Yeah, and then and so then it's I almost like, like a pudding. It's a pudding, yeah. Nice. Yeah, awesome. it comes out pretty good. And because it's all crunchy with the chocolate, the chips. That's it's good. Right. Oh, for sure. Oh, absolutely, man. And it's like that's the idea, right? Like if we can have this stuff where it's the stuff tastes good enough, you know, sweet enough, the flavors are on point enough where someone's gonna look forward to you using it. And if in some ways, and I sco no skull harps on this. Tara mentions it a lot too. Like if you're avoiding sweet stuff, but your supplements kind of take that edge off, that's a that's a good thing. It's a healthier oh. substitute, you yeah. know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean you can't you can't be perfect on the diet. It, it's almost gonna be impossible. Sure. So I, I try to find ways, you know, uh to get my my sweet tooth fix. And <laughs> it works when I'm training for the show to use all the products. And you know, sometimes I'll even do it where I'm I'm just making the aminos and I'm just sipping on it at night. Yeah, sure. You know, yeah. it because it, it, it I mean I, it can't hurt just sipping on aminos. Of course. Of you course, know? no, it helps in recovery. And actually, if you look forward to drinking it, it's a better alternative to a lot of the other stuff you might drink. So why not, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I just uh, just trying to keep things as simple as possible. Kiss, keep it yep, simple, course. stupid. Um, just try and do things differently. And I am doing things differently and I'm getting a better result. All right. I got a you're, last you're killing thing. killing it, man. Absolutely killing it. I got a last thing, Ben. And this is total slice of life. It's got nothing to do with bodybuilding. Okay. Uh, other, other than it was a conversation you and I had actually while training and I was just blown away by like what a small unique world it is and I, I don't know if you're going to remember it but I'm going to mention it and, and you can just elaborate quickly I don't know if Sko's ever heard this but there's a weird uh, like two degree one degree of separation between you and the late Virgil Abloh is that correct? <laughs> right? I've never heard this uh, do we no <laughs> what well, all right no hold on so i thought i thought that your wife was friends with the with the the designer virgil avalo right and then you guys and that you guys like had a rug in your house from him and i, yes. I thought there's some cool story okay. that you had about it and i thought wow what a, like a of all people you it just, so you you brought up you you something you had was like Virgil, like okay, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, and then yeah, I yeah. was like, oh, I go, we, we just got the oh. carpet from him. <laughs> yes, okay, so that's what it was. There was like so it was before he died. Yes, right. So there's certain things like um, uh, some of our uh, gym bags and a couple shirts oh, like right. had a, a certain thing like with the information uh on it. It was written like a army surplus deal, and that was inspired by by Off White, which is Virgil Abloh's brand. And you said it's funny you mentioned it because we have a lot of stuff in the house from that stuff. Yeah. From this stuff. Um, if you came here, it's like a museum. It's like we have bizarre stuff on the walls and right, right, you know, right. And, very, and very this, right. But how? What's the connection? What was the backstory on that? Just that my my nephew and my wife were fans. Okay. And then and, and we acquired a rug that says wet grass. Okay. That was like one of three left over and we got it right for, right right for like pennies right it, was, right, it, was, right. it just happened like yeah, we yeah. nobody was related to him oh uh, no no i didn't mean related but i thought there was some weird connection somehow somebody knew about him or somebody in your circle i didn't know what the relation was i didn't know if you were you, you, like uh, somebody had so common friends or what it was but i just knew that you somehow had access and knew about virgil abloh in a way that made like was just out of out of left field. Yeah, no, um, they're all into art. Um, you know, they make fun of me with the bodybuilding, and I make fun of them. Sure, <laughs> sure. But you, so you have a rare carpet, and in, in, oh, that's one of three in the world. Uh, you guys have one. Yep, that's very cool. Yeah, right, awesome. very cool. Very yeah. cool. All right, so man. We well, send yeah. us a picture. Yes, yes. Well, I'll I'll touch see, picture. I see, yes, please do. <laughs> Well, Ben, bro, thank you, man, for, for everything, man. Thank you for the years of friendship and inspiration, man. And like, congratulations, uh, man. Yeah, man. That's it, man. Pretty we're, we're amazing. So we got to do Pretty some training awesome. videos. Yeah, absolutely, man. We'd love man. that. We'd absolutely love that. We're man. rooting we're gonna... for you and uh, expect big things, but proud of you, man. It's been an awesome journey. 
Thank yeah, you, man. guys. Yeah, man. We're looking looking forward to the, to the next leg of the journey, man. The constant evolution, bro. That's it. Yeah. Let's see if I can uh, crack the top 10 at the Masters Olympia. I know you're going oh, to, yeah. man. I know you're going to. You are, in my head, you already oh, yeah. have, man. It's already a done deal. All right. All, All right, right, brother. Be good, man. Thank you. Thank you, guys. All right. Yep. All right. Thank you.